Did you know we were designed to pray more than a little? Prayer is holy and sacred and special. It is more than just conversations with our Creator. It is a way to be in communion with our Creator, which means that we draw near to our Creator. Prayer was given to us from the Lord. We're we're called to talk with Him. We're commanded, actually, to pray with the power of the Holy Spirit and then pray for His will and His desires, not our own will and desires. We aren't given these entrustments from Him to steward on our own. We're called to steward them with the help of the Holy Spirit and guard them from the stain on this world that the enemy tries to devour us with. This stewardship starts with our salvation in prayer. Let us guard these good deposits by letting the Holy Spirit lead and intervene all while keeping our eyes on eternity for the perfect plan of His kingdom. Let us pray together for everyone's desires and stewardship and their entrustment to align with His heart, letting sanctification take its place and to steward our prayers for His glory. Guys, What if I told you that prayer could move mountains? Prayer could cast out unclean spirits. Prayer could change your entire life. Prayer could make you see the world the way He sees it. Prayer could draw you closer to God. Prayer could open your eyes to eternity. We are fighting a battle, guys. Let us pray. Let us fight. Hey guys, welcome to another prayer series. Um, And in today's episode, we're going to talk about um, praying over entrustments from the Father. So last week we didn't have an episode, and so this week we are going to make up for that. We're going to have a part one and two to this episode, um, you know, little mini-series, if you will. It is nine entrustments to be praying over consistently. And so this is a very, very big list, right? When we talk about what the Lord has given us to um, to steward well for his glory. Uh, and, and I hope that doesn't seem overwhelming to you. We're going to dive into some of these entrustments a little bit at a time so that it isn't overwhelming. And these entrustments that I have listed, this is more of a practical way um, or a practical episode, if you will, um, that dives into some of these entrustments that are bigger entrustments that we tend to prioritize over other things in our life. So, um, Again, I hope that doesn't overwhelm you. We're going to break them down a little bit at a time. At the end of this episode, or these episodes, um, go to the show notes for the weekly prayers for the Entrusted ebook, and there are prayers listed for each of the gifts we're talking about today. So um, basically, it's broken down month to month. You can start at any time. It doesn't have to be in the month. And it breaks these, um, some of these bigger entrustments down in prayer form, um, prayers that you can pray over these entrustments, um, and some, um, 
just practical ways. And so there is scripture to meditate on to go with their prayer as well. And there is a spot for you to write your own uh, prayer there too. So make sure you check that out after the episode. Okay. And so with all that being said, I really, I'm going to say this every episode because it is so vital to prayer. We really were never meant to walk through this broken world without him leading us. We were never meant to not talk to him. We were called to pray for his will and to pray over the things that he has deposited into our lives. And we were called to guard them with the help of the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. That is huge. And we were called to be in a relationship with him. And so knowing all of that, we know that prayer is part of the calling. Okay, friends, this episode is going to be a fun one for me. I mean, they're all fun, but this one will be in a prioritized list form. And if you're anything like me, or if you know anything about me from following along, whoop, whoop, for all the lists, I'm here for it. It's going to be a more practical episode to listen in on. So let's just dive in. Like I said before, this is going to be uh, two episodes, so stay tuned because there will be a part two. Um, and so we're just going to dive into part one and go through the list of, of what we're going to cover in this first episode. So in part one, we're going to cover the gospel, how we're interested with the gospel and prayer, salvation, discerning God's voice, our surrender, and sanctification. Okay. In part two, I'll just go ahead and tell you the list for that episode Um, We're going to cover the foundation of our marriage, our children and parenting, our homes, relationships, our work, our church, and our nation. And so that's the list for part two, so stay tuned for that part. Um, But we're going to go back to part one and begin with the very thing that um, started our lives in, in our relationship with the Lord, and it was the gospel. So... Let us first talk about the gospel. This is a huge gift, probably the biggest gift that we've ever been given, right? Um, and so we're going to take a look at some scripture here um, and discuss the, the gospel and this big gift that the Lord has blessed us with. In Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So if he said to go and make disciples, air quotes here, go and make disciples, then what that shows us is that we are entrusted with the message of the gospel and to go spread it and tell it to everyone that we come in contact with. So then in that, we pray for God to point us to the people he wants us to disciple to. And then what's next? We go. 
We learn who he is. We love who he is, know who he is, and then we go and tell. Love like he did and pray for his strength in this area. Sometimes this might feel really heavy on our flesh, but it isn't heavy. Um, It's a, I mean, really, it's a beautiful and light burdened gift that we tend to look at in a heavy way because it is so weighty. Um, And we Christians feel like, you know, we're not going to display the gospel uh, appropriately. And that very may well be true because we are human and we fall short of the glory of God every single day. Um, I wanted to bring up a previous episode reference, actually, in the platform series with Joanna Kimbrell and Stephanie Boyles we had on this show. It was episode six of the platform series. We discussed the Bible, theology, and discipleship. And something that Joanna said has stuck with me in the way that she worded it. And she said it so beautifully. She said, the Bible is the word of God. It is the place where we find life and it gives us everything we need for life and godliness. It is a really big deal. It really matters. And we are these imperfect, sinful people who then have to present it and have to represent it. And that is terrifying because we do not represent it well often. And one thing that is so hard because we are fallen humans is to truly want to present the gospel for the sake of the gospel. When she said that, I I think Stephanie even was like, wow, that's good. It's the way that she worded that to give us this clarification of our hearts feel like it's such a heavy task, a heavy uh, entrustment to steward the gospel well. Well, it may feel that way as a human, but with the Holy Spirit dwelling within you and the help of him dwelling within you and the Lord giving us this command of going and telling, it becomes this beautiful and light burden gift that we are entrusted with to deposit into other people's ears and other people's lives through our actions and the way that we love them. And we have to pray for this crave, friends. It's a crave for the gospel. Ask the Lord to grow that passion and crave for the gospel. And if you are a born-again believer, that will develop as you come to know the Lord. But as for him to grow that passion and crave, to continue to grow it, pray for that crave. And then following that will come and desire that you just cannot help but tell. You must tell. it. This mentality will happen and you will have to go and tell. You won't be able to keep it inside you. Okay, so the next entrustment that we're going to talk about, the next topic is our salvation. Um, and so when we're talking about praying over our salvation, Um, I want to make sure I am approaching this very carefully um, so that we can really dive into um, the biblical meaning of that um, because I think a lot of times people can get confused um, when we say praying over our salvation. Um, It is not praying for our salvation. It's praying over our salvation. And so I kind of want to get you to think about that a little differently and know that Praying for something is something to receive. Praying over something is something to um, 
invest in that entrustment or, um, you know, praying peace over that entrustment, praying for the Lord's strength over um, that entrustment. So again, like I said, in that statement, praying for the Lord's strength over the salvation. So just try to remember that praying for something is receiving and praying over something is investing. And it's totally something, um, two, two totally different prayers there. So remember that. Um, so let's take a look at Ephesians, Ephesians 6, 11 through 12. It says, put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This shows us that Satan is always ready to attack us. Always. And we have something valuable in us that, you know, that the Lord has given us to steward. The spirit dwells in us and Satan doesn't want us to walk in obedience and abide in Christ. He will go to whatever measure he can to get to us. And so with that being said, we are entrusted with our salvation. Let us protect it with the Lord's power and prayer. And I'm going to say this again. I said this last week, but Our prayer is not what's powerful. It's the Lord that is in us when we pray. It's his power making that prayer powerful. Okay. Um, I think Valerie Warner really um, talks about this in her book, um, Pray Confidently and Consistently. And she says it beautifully. And she says that if we are not praying with um, the Lord's will in mind and surrendering, basically, you know, we're just wishing, we're just making wishes. And that is not what we're called to do. Um, and so, you know, this will play into discerning God's voice as well. Um, all, all of that. So just want to keep that like at the forefront of our minds to understand that it is very vital (laughs) to pray over our salvation and it's basically protecting it. Um, putting on the whole armor of God and protecting our salvation from Satan. Granted, Satan cannot take your salvation away from you. Nothing can separate you from the Lord. Nothing. But he will try to attack you many, many different ways and different times. He has schemes. And so we're called, the Lord warns us about these schemes and he calls us to put on the whole armor of God so that we can stand against these schemes. And so praying over our salvation, basically just to protect ourselves um, from the the devil's schemes, we want to make sure that we are coming to the Lord in prayer in that and surrendering ourselves in obedience to him so that we can abide fully and putting on the whole armor of God. Um, And, you know, just making sure that we are discerning God's voice well. And I believe that, you know, with what we just read from scripture, God's warning us about Satan. And so let's pray over our salvation. Not for, if you've already been saved, you don't have to pray for your salvation. But praying over 
your salvation as a believer in Christ, um, a follower of Christ. And so I'm hoping that makes sense. I'm hoping that um, non-believers are understanding the difference there. I'm hoping that believers understand the difference there. Praying for something is receiving. Praying over is in investing um, or praying for the Lord's protection in that and strength. Okay, the next topic that we're going to talk about is surrender and sanctification. This is a big one um, because surrender can go very deep as well as sanctification. And they really are like the best friends of um, theological terms, really. They go hand in hand together so well. Um, And so let's talk about this. Okay. Like I said, surrender and sanctification runs really deep when we talk about prayer. So first, when we surrender, then follows sanctification. Keep that in the back of your mind. When we are praying concerning surrender and sanctification, we must remember to fight against the schemes of the devil like we talked about in praying over our salvation and putting on the full armor of God every single morning, friends. And know that your surrender has a purpose and then the, the sanctification comes after that surrender. There can't be a whole lot of sanctification happening, <laughs> almost little next to none, if you're not surrendering it all to the Lord. Okay, I will tell you, I, I've got to tell you a little bit about my surrender story um, and, and so that you can see the depths of surrender sometimes. Um, and so, okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about um, my second son's uh, birth a little bit and how I had to walk through a whole other level of surrender there. Okay, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a, a big, big story, but I'm just going to condense it a little bit. So when um, I was getting ready to have Jonah, um, I was told I was going to have to have a C-section way before I knew we were going to have him because he was breech. And this was something that I remember wrestling with the Lord saying, Lord, this is not the plan. This is not what we had chosen as a married couple uh, for me to go through. And so I'm just thinking, why would I have to go through this? What is the deal? And so I remember this song that the Lord placed in front of me way before Jonah was born. Um, and it was, uh, I think it was called Lighthouse by Wren Collective. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. It's beautiful. And so it just reminded me that the Lord is the light unto my path. He really is our lighthouse. And so only he can light our lives in these directions that we need to go to lead us to righteous paths. He is our deliverer and he tears down walls and he breaks the unbreakable things within us, guys. He is the way that helps us to be fighting and surrender, um, surrendering all these things that we want to hold on to. Um, you know, we, we have to be fighting and surrender and that is in just, knowing that that's the beginning of the fight of faith. So sanctification really is such a beautiful, miraculous gift that he gives us 
So we're entrusted with even the sanctification in our lives. So the story with Jonah, I was told I was going to have to have a C-section and I thought, okay, no, that's not going to happen. He's going to turn over. I was going to do everything I could um, naturally to try to get him to turn around um, because that was really the only options I was given at the time that was safe for us. So with that being said, uh, here comes the day that Jonah was supposed to be delivered. We walk in, actually I was rolled in the operation room and I remember rolling in there and I started having a panic attack that I could not control. I was not able to breathe. I was starting to shake almost uncontrollably. Um, and the people that the Lord placed in that room, oh my word, <laughs> they they were handpicked from him to be in that room. The anesthesiologist helped me so much. He was so kind. Um, and I think it helped that he was also a girl dad. So it's almost like he could see his little girl growing, going through this same thing. And so he was just there for me in a way that he probably didn't expect to be that day. And, um, so they put oxygen on me because I couldn't breathe. And I was just very thankful in that, in that moment, I didn't have to wear a mask because I was so scared to have to wear a mask during labor. Um, and the Lord really just helped me with that, comforted me in a way that I didn't have to do that. And I was just so thankful. And so not having to do that, but having to wear this oxygen mask, which I had never had to do before. So that was kind of scary. Um, but I, I went into this panic attack. I had never seen an operating room in person. It was just on movies. And I remember laying on the table they had to strap my arms down and all these different things. Um, and the most beautiful part of it all, I remember feeling tugged and pulled and all these things. And they, you know, gave me the medicine to help me to, uh, you know, they numb you from the waist down and they let me know I might fall in and out of sleep or whatever. And I remember falling asleep during the operation and I had a dream this it was so weird, like this quick little vision of a dream where I saw Jesus on the other side of the curtain and he was holding the doctors and the nurses' hands. And then after that, I saw a lighthouse like light, not the actual lighthouse itself, but the lighthouse light just flash across like the whole, the room, just the part of the room that I could see. I just saw a light flash and in my dream, I knew it was from a lighthouse. And then I woke up like that. And you guys, <laughs> I woke up and I was like, oh my goodness, the Lord has this in his hands. Lord, I'm yours. I I wish I could explain in depth what I learned about surrender that day and leading up to that day. But the thing is, I, I really can't. It's something that you have to experience and learn to know the real depth of the Lord's surrender that he's calling us to. But I surrendered everything in that moment. Lord, I'm yours. My body is yours. This baby is yours. My marriage is yours. My other child is yours. My life is yours. And I just remember waking up and feeling like the Lord has got this. He's, he's got it. I don't have to worry. He's got it. And so in that type of surrender, 
that's what we're entrusted with. We're, we're entrusted with how to steward that sanctification and surrender well. And that type of sanctification only comes from that type of surrender. And knowing that surrender is a part of the calling. It, it's it's a big entrustment and it's a miraculous gift. And because it's a miraculous gift, it's an entrustment. I want you all to think about something for just a second. A murder can be restored with him. A child sexual abuser can be restored with him. An addict can be restored with him. A victim of childhood sexual abuse can be restored with him. A person going through a divorce can be restored with him. A person who committed adultery can be restored with him. A person who has filed for bankruptcy once and then over and over again can be restored with him. A person who loves materialistic things more than him can be restored with him. A person who is going through deep and dark depression can be restored with him. A person who is going through grief can be restored with him. A person who has done the worst of the worst and has been in prison for the most amount of time that a person can be in prison can be restored with him. Do you see the pattern? Do you see this miraculous gift that we've been given? This pattern in what I just named that can be restored with him sanctification is the process the lord's chisel if you will that he uses to cut away at the hardness of our souls to make us look more like him he sculpts us in to look more like him that's sanctification sanctification runs deep there is purpose in it And eternity has everything to do with it. And all of that starts with surrender and stewarding our entrustments well. Stay tuned for part two.